Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna Good. start that one more time. I mumbled so much. You gotta, you gotta. Just gonna. You're not performing. Just doing this once. Yeah. We are performing. Oh yeah. A little bit. We wrote this, but we also have to be entertaining. We're not fakes. <laughs> I'm Mariah. I'm Emily. And you're listening to Say La Tea. Where we invite you to have a tea party with us in your favorite cozy nook. We invite you to relax and learn about tea. Disclaimer, we're not bougie tea experts. Just creative tea searchers. Let's, Let's put, put on, on the kettle. kettle. Thanks for brewing this tea. Thanks for drinking this tea with me. Today we're drinking Stress Less by Lipton and it's one of my favorites. It's a caffeine-free herbal tea with natural essential oils. Inside of Stressless, there's salmon bark, chamomile flowers, organic lavender flowers, basil leaves, lemon balm leaves, rose hips, and lavender oil. So lemon balm leaves are used to relieve stress. They're actually popular in cookies. I grew up with a sandbox in my backyard that my grandpa built. And when we outgrew the sandbox, my parents turned it into a small herb garden. Mm. And they had lemon balm growing in there, and they still do. It actually is still around the same plant from when I was a kid. So now when I go visit for the summer, they send me back with a bag full of lemon balm. And I like to put it in shortbread cookies. How did you think of, like, putting it in cookies? My sister gets credit for that because we started putting lavender in cookies. So you guys are OG When it comes <laughs> to putting ladies. herbs in weird things. <laughs> Earlier you said too that chamomile can be confused with daisies because it looks very similar. Yeah, the chamomile flower actually looks pretty much exactly like a daisy. And we had daisies growing around the sandbox and mm. I always thought that it was chamomile. Did you eat the daisies? I definitely have <laughs> sampled a daisy or two in my day oh. thinking that it was going to be a stress-free chamomile experience. I mean, daisy, chamomile. So basil helps with stress, anxiety, and inflammation. Lavender is well known for being a sensory stress reliever, but it also improves sleep quality, so it's a great tea to have before bed. Yeah, I love having this tea when I'm winding down with a book and my pug. It's just really, really nice at night. It is a cozy experience. The steep time for this tea is about four to six minutes, but it's an herbal tea and I leave it in my cup. You don't really have to worry about it getting too bitter since it's just an herbal tea. So steep at your own discretion. Also, just because it's Lipton and it's always an affordable tea, this one's only $4 for 15 bags. It's pretty bougie flavor profiles for a really cheap price. So that's just over two weeks of very chilled out evenings Ooh. if you purchase this tea. That's a good way to look at it. I love the branding for this tea so much. It has these dreamy purple watercolors and then pictures of the chamomile and lavender flowers and cinnamon sticks. It's just very calming to look at. Well done, Lifton. Very well done. I love the quote on the outside of the box. It says, relax, rewind, and press play again. And I just love that it's basically telling you that you can take a minute for yourself and reset your mind. That's definitely what this tea is good for. Whoever the copywriter is for this, like, high five. What I love about this tea is that they mix cinnamon and lavender together. Lavender, you know, you can usually find it since it's pretty popular right now with like blueberries or with honey, but I haven't found lavender with cinnamon anywhere else and I'm obsessed with cinnamon. It's so good with the lavender. I actually don't really like chamomile, so I almost didn't try it, but I can't taste the chamomile at all in this. I feel like the chamomile is just a carrier for the lavender and the cinnamon flavors and mm -hmm. it just adds kind of a more gentle, delicate note that usually cinnamon isn't carried in, so it's mm -hmm. an interesting combo. 
And this tea is an experience. Drinking it makes me feel like I'm sitting on a porch swing in the summer, listening to rain, maybe in the evening. So, time for Team 101. We're gonna break down steeping. Kind of. We're actually really bad at following the rules of steeping, as in we just leave tea bags and cups for millennia, and we figured it'd be good to research what actually steeping is. Marriott, what is steeping? Steeping is to soak in water or other liquid so as to extract its flavor. We researched steeping more, and we realized we're steeping wrong. So here are some tips if your tea potentially tastes like butthole because you microwaved a cup of water in your work microwave that had spilled milk. This literally happened to me today, and I heated up my water. <laughs> in the soiled milk it microwave. Was soiled, spoiled milk. <laughs> butthole tea. Work. You do what you have to do when you don't have a kettle at work, but you do have a kettle at home and there's no need to be using a microwave. If you don't have a kettle, we're here to tell you that the internet tells you to have a kettle. Don't just use a microwave. And we can both vouch for the fact that Salvation Army and Goodwill have tons for like $2. $2. Mine looks like it was dropped off of a truck in the middle of the highway going like 80 and it works great. You make great tea. <laughs> <laughs> Some other tips for fresh tea steeping. Did you know? You take the bag out and you don't squeeze it. You don't squeeze it. Otherwise it makes the tea really bitter. Like with a spoon? I do that every time I mm -hmm. see it. Yep, I crush it that. against the side of the mug. I crush it like I'm trying to rip it open and let the tea leaves inside, but you're not supposed to crush it at all. You will have more bitter tea. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants mm -hmm. that. Don't oversteep your black tea for the record is what I really know. Black tea is that one of the most bitter types. You can usually get away with a white tea, but if you're down to the black tea... You know what I realized today? Because I, hmm. I caught myself doing this at work. Hmm. I wanted to leave the tea bag in because it's aesthetically pleasing to have that little label hanging oh over the edge. Yeah, like, yes, I'm a tea drinker. That's it, too, and I want to show off, like, Notice the me, brand. I'm an intellectual. I drink fancy middle-class tea. Right, and you want someone to say, like, hey, what tea are you drinking? But... No one's going to ask you if your tea bag isn't hanging over the edge. It so. just looks like yellow pea water that you got exactly. from your <laughs> spoiled milk microwave. <laughs> exactly. Did she just not wash her mug? Is she just drinking water from a dirty coffee mug? Is that alcohol? Could I... <laughs> <laughs> be a hot toddy. That's so true. I always leave it in no matter I do too, what. But it's because it, it would look nice on Instagram kind of a thing. So, steeping is about you and your tea, not what other people think about how cool your tea bag looks left in your I'm cup for an stop, hour. Though. Unless it's black tea, and then I just don't even finish the cup of water, and then that's a disgrace. I know what you mean, but I did take it out today when I realized that I'm was so happening, and it tasted better, and I actually finished the cup instead of not drinking the, There's a the bitter end. There's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
It's there. We'll get to that, that later. Social acceptance is bitter. Mm-hmm. The bitter taste of societal acceptance. Oh dear God. Hmm. But man, that's not what tea's about. Definitely not what Sayla tea's about. It's Even though you can find us on Instagram. Mm, this is true. With tea labels. With tea out. labels, yeah, indeed. What are some other tips for not making gross tea using basic steeping techniques? I think the most ridiculous technique was that they said that you needed two teapots, one to warm the water that would warm your other teapot before making tea in that teapot. Mm-hmm. A two-teapot gentle simmer technique. Something about not letting the teapot crack or something. Maybe in a future episode when we do a ancient Japanese tea ritual. Or British tea. I will with give puppets. you two-pot tea, but... Two-pot tea? <laughs> two-pot tea. <laughs> not to be That's confused two- with two-pot tea. <laughs> gonna be your dj name Tupac t coming at you oh my god side project yes (laughs) so some basic steep rules if for some reason you do not have your box handy and do not know the steeping rules white and green tea steep for like around a minute Mm -hmm. but honestly those ones are so gentle that they could probably be left in some greens get a little bitter but the one thing that we did learn about white and green tea is that you're actually not supposed to pour boiling water on white or green tea just before the point of boiling. So you, you pour pretty hot but not boiling water on white and green tea because you don't want to burn the leaves and make it bitter. They're delicate. But then with black or red or, or oolong teas, they'll steep for like four to six minutes usually if they're in a bag and very strict steep times if you don't want them to be very bitter cups. Oh, you're also supposed to pour the water over the tea bag instead of putting the water in your cup and then dunking the tea bag in and I mm. I don't do that ever the dunking is half the fun when you're bored AF mostly though re-steep if needed mm-hmm. or just figure out how you like to brew tea for us we leave the tea bag in the cups or Mariah's starting to take it out but I for mean, you it could I'm be different <laughs> I'm proud of you thank you you're growing <laughs> so there was a second definition to steeping let me read that one for you It means to surround or fill with a quality or influence. And I actually wrote something recently after reading a quote that kind of reminded me exactly what steeping is. I just read this random Pinterest quote and it stuck out. It said, when you focus on the good, the good gets better. So here is a confession. I've spent so much time wrapped up in pleasing other people. I woke up every morning ready to do whatever it took to become useful and worthy. I planned for the worst, I put out blazing fires, I carried the weight of others on my aching shoulders. But I have grown and I am blooming in a way that can't be tamed by fake smiles and closed hearts. There is a light in me that glows brighter when I look at it longer. Now I wake up every morning mindful of my energy and of my short time on this lovely earth. I try to see the good and let the rest fall away without guilt or shame. I pour myself into what and who makes me happiest and more whole. I choose to spend more time steeping myself in the nourishment of love and life. With intention, I dive deeply into the quiet moments of evening walks and leaves fluttering in the sunlight, of early mornings still snuggled under the blankets, in the days where I need to be alone with a paintbrush and a cup of tea, and the days I need to call Emily and laugh about how funny it all is. (laughs) The end. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I love that. Just thinking about how to re-steep. Yep. Steeping, man. (laughs) 
what you said hits home so much because you are what you steep in. And as an Enneagram six, I seem to chronically steep in anxiety. And the result of that is my depression triggers in the form of intense numbing. And I've been talking to my therapist about recognizing new healthy things to steep in. And it hasn't been easy. Not easy. Not easy. What I'm really working on is some serious self-love and understanding that even though I can feel completely numb and paralyzed, it doesn't mean that I'm not whole, that the sensation may be gripping, but I'm still 100% there. And instead of looking to isolate myself and indulge the numb monster, I need to steep in new waters, like you were saying, in grounding experiences, to ask for help from my people like you, and let them know when I'm steeping up a bitter pot of anxiety. I wrote a little ditty inspired by this in our conversations this week about steeping, and I'd love to play it for you. A warm little hug from me to you, wherever you are, in case you need a reminder to re-steep if needed. Don't forget that no matter the size of the flame, the kettle will still boil.